Freestyle Session World Finals, y'all. 2019. What? All right. Listen, before I dive into Freestyle Session World Finals, let me even just say that, like, the festivities of hip-hop, especially within the breaking community, yo, man, it's pretty fire, bro. Like, I've been thinking about it, and I've been... I've been missing out on it. And let me let me plead guilty real fast to some fuck-ups here. So, you know, lately, well, this year in general has actually felt amazing because, you know, I haven't I haven't been going to compete. And so I go to these competitions and I I've been going as like basically like a fan. And so I get to go and cipher and dance and record and talk to people and I've I've got to relive the festivities of breaking events and and for the past couple of years I kind of lost that kind of didn't you know I'd pick and choose my events so let's just say there was a big battle big prize you know heavy competition I wouldn't be ciphering so much bro I or or like like mingling I would go there for the competition if we lost you know we'd probably just bounce and go grab some food and you know because you know you you work so hard and when you lose you you want to go back to practice you know you you know why you lost and you want to go back to practice and and sometimes you know it, you know when especially like for me like if i feel like i didn't lose i get fucking mad and i'll be like man fuck this jam you know and i'll just bounce you know and it was just a raw, and i look at it now and i'm like when i did that to myself I just missed out on so much more. And then it clicked. And, you know, it clicked this year, but it really clicked that freestyle session. I've been missing out on the festivities of the event because I've been focusing on the competition. And there's nothing wrong with focusing on the competition and enjoying the festivities of the event. But, you know, I'm with my team and we, you know, we do things together and and it's not to blame anybody, right? Because at Freestyle Session, um, my team left early and I'll get into that in a second. But um, Freestyle Session World Finals, man, it, it, was a, it was a two-day event and it's the USA's most prestige, you know, b-boy battle for those of you who don't know. Um, some of my listeners, not everybody is a b-boy or b-girl or a dancer, but freestyle session world finals, I mean, it's just the most prestige event. You know, when you first start breaking, that's the event you hear about that you want to go to, that you need to be at. And it always was a really expensive event for me, like always. Since I was a kid, it was just always massively expensive. I think this year I paid a total of... $80 for a two-day event, which, listen, as a competitor entering, you know, an entrance fee, that's not a lot of money, you know what I'm saying? But just for our target audience and our market, it's an expensive freaking entry free, (laughs) you know, for those those people who don't really have money to be going to jams, but want to go to jams, you know, but... And again, you know you you know that events coming every year. You yeah, you got time to save about it, um, save for it. You know you got to be about it. You got you got a lot of time to save for it every year. You know, but it being the most prestige event in the world, it did have an amazing festivity. I mean, bro, the vendors were all dope. The first day was at like what I believe is like kind of like an iconic spot. You know, and. 
It was dope. It was raw. It was packed. Oh, man. The vibes were so incredible the first day. And mind you, I only got there for prelims because I was working in L.A. And I was working in L.A. the whole weekend. So I was doing round trip, two and a half hour drives a day. You know, two and a half hours there, two and a half hours back. Because I was working all day with Monster and Break Free Worldwide. And, you know, so I only got there for prelims. I didn't really get to enjoy too much of day one. But I was there for about two hours. Three hours. Uh, two hours, yeah. And then I had to bounce. Because we had to work on routines and stuff like that for day two. Not saying that we assume we made it. But just in case, you never know. So, with that being said, I, you know, got to enjoy a little bit of day one. Moving to day two, it was at this casino in the freaking boondocks, middle of nowhere. It took like an extra 40 minutes to drive there from San Diego. And so that was a difficult, you know, drive. I have no idea why the fuck anybody would make it out there. But when you got there, the location was dope. The venue was fire as fuck. People were fucking dancing. There were podcasts happening. There were interviews happening. There were. It was just on another level. You could tell people in the community are really getting their shit together as far as just creating more platforms, more awareness, brand awareness. You know, just like it was just super dope. There was these two dudes, and I will never forget this. This is my favorite part of freestyle session. They were scratching. And making beats at the same exact time simultaneously with the same music. So one dude was making beats and the other dude was scratching. And it was mad hip-hop. And I went over there and I just started freestyling. And I was kicking some shit. And it was mad ill. We had a crowd around us. People were showing love. And I was just smashing the beat, like smashing the beats with some freestyle. And um, I don't know, man. It was like the most hip-hop I've ever felt at Freestyle Session. You know, um, but I was just totally surprised. So at the most prestige event in our country, in the United States, the production level was so trash. I mean, granted, like there was big old screen TVs. That's cool. Showing battles and stuff like that. That's cool. Um we did also have like some physical therapy slash massage therapy there, like professionals who were taking care of some of the dancers slash athletes. That was dope as fuck too. But let's be real, bro. Like the main floor was rolled up linoleum with clear duct tape on top of carpet. That is trash. And you can't just say, out of all this, that was one thing that was wrong. It is the main thing. That's like the main thing. That was the most trash floor on the planet. We have better flooring in our garage. For real. And that was the biggest disappointment. And it's a consistent disappointment at these big events where the floor is not the main priority. And it bothers me because it doesn't cost that much more to have a dope floor. Like you can rent flooring for wood, like wood panel flooring from companies. You can, bro, like there's no excuse, okay? Like 
at a world finals, there's no fucking excuse as to why your flooring is so, like, so trash. And I don't want to be the guy to nitpick, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I saw some, I saw a bunch of memes, like, like, bro, I saw a bunch of fucking memes. And I have the utmost respect for Cross and everybody who throws freestyle session, like, I have the utmost respect. I know how hard it is to throw an event. I couldn't imagine how difficult it could be to throw an event like that. But come on, bro. There's no way in hell you were not thinking that in 2019, if you lay down a floor like that, you were not going to get burned the fuck up on social media. That is like, like that's the first thing I thought when I saw the floor. I was like, man, they're going to eat this floor live on social media because, bro... It is not that difficult to get a dope floor in. Like, listen, man, it'd be different if we're a jam, but yo, we're like, it was just a breaking jam, but Cross is a a leader within the community and talks all this stuff about professionalism in the community and how B-boys need to do this and that and this and that. Well, bro, like, yo, promoters need to do this and that and this and that. And a fucking rollout linoleum with old school last year's linoleum from Monster Energy being the sponsor crumbled up on the side as a cipher floor is like fucking redunculous to me. There's no way anybody's going to take us serious on a floor like that. I'm sorry cool thing was the floor was padded because it was on top of carpet so motherfuckers were just throwing shit left and right but bro trash floor equals trash result rounds period dope floor equals dope ass result rounds now mind you there were some dope ass rounds but i seen people like menno who never crash on these little things that he does, and he was getting stuck and caught, and people's foots were getting stuck and caught because the floor was baggy, like, it was bunched up, it was wavy, people, yo, bro, like, it just didn't make any sense, you know what I'm saying, like, depending on, if you went for a certain move, like a corkscrew or something like that, bro, you lose your ankle instantly, it was so, thank God nobody got hurt, and it's like, it, it really gives promoters a really bad image to us dancers. It, it like continues to convince us that they're just about the money. Although we don't know the financials behind the jam. It should be like any other business. Like it should be like public. What it costs to throw freestyle session and all this stuff. It should be public, right? Because there are sponsors involved. But man, did freestyle session and just the pro breaking tour in general lose a lot when they lost Monster Energy. You know, the pro breaking tour was a pro breaking tour when monster energy was the sponsor and it just goes to show that like there's a reason why monster energy backed out like it's things like this that are this simple you know like bmx riders their skate park at these events are prestige you know what i'm saying like snowboarders when they do half pipes and everything bro it is prestige because they know that the better their 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 layout and their landscape is the iller these guys and girls will be able to do and they that is like a fact you know what i'm saying like it's just really sad and it's ridiculous that this is not a priority and it, it bothers me because we have just as many views as these major sports 
that's the truth. The truth is, I've been doing some research, and the statistics are ridiculously close. For instance, Rebel BC One YouTube has just as much views, if not more, with our competitions and battles than Supercross does. Like, we have battles that are like, yo, one of my battles has 3.9 million views. You know what I'm saying? Like, people are watching worldwide. Breaking is just as big. The thing is, nobody's taking us serious because the people who host these fucking events, they don't take the floor serious. They don't take the fucking events serious. They care about having their venues super dope and, you know, big screen TVs and, you know, dope elaborate systems but trash ass floors for us to break on it's just ridiculous you're not taking the breaker serious i'm sorry and i just got to keep it super fucking funky i'm not mad about it but i'm disappointed and i'm being honest because i can be and i would say it to anybody's face and i do say it to people's faces and i probably would have said something to cross but then a fucking humongous fight broke out and i just felt like man freestyle session was dope festivity and it ended the way it did, and it's just like, I don't know if it was karma, or, you know, you can't have anything nice and breaking, or something, whatever the case is, but then I felt bad, because I was like, damn, on top of the fact that the man couldn't get a dope floor, you know, on top of the fact that people were getting robbed left and fucking right, it ended in a fucking break, like a breakout, like a fucking fight, like, I just felt bad, because... At the end of the day, nobody deserves that. And even the memes, bro, like, I don't think they're necessary. I think they're hurtful. And I don't think that it's right. I don't think it's constructive at all. I think it's damaging and and um, non-motivating. But it can also be a wake-up call like, yo, guys, wake the fuck up. Next year, invest in a dope floor. Like, focus on... Like, if I was a promoter, you know what I'm saying, which one day I will possibly be one i've I've been thinking about it yo the floor is going to be the most fire part about of anything like if you watch pro skating and stuff like that bro they they have big old tvs you know what i'm saying but yo bro their fucking skate park is prestige you know what i'm saying like it's a balance and if we don't have that balance you know it's it's hard to take you serious as as a sponsor one day I will be a major sponsor, especially with Catch Wreck and everything that's been happening. Like, you know, one day I will be a major sponsor. There's, there's no way in fuck I'm sponsoring an event that has rollout fucking linoleum. I'm sorry. Hell no. Yo, bro, these smaller jams have better floors than the prestige worldwide fucking freestyle session. Like, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to pay... To charge people prestige level, you know, prices, high level prices, but then you come in and your fucking, your setup is fucking, I don't know, what is each, like, the linoleum was like a hundred bucks each, like, come on, bro, like, nah, bro, I'm sorry, it's just, it's unacceptable, and I understand why the, the world fucking attacked Freestyle Session with massive memes, <laughs> I mean, I, I think it was... I think it was bound to happen, but culture in general in breaking is just fucking flourishing, though. You know, like, aside of the competition, I, there's something that I... This is the actual real message that I wanted to talk about. 
And I know that it's we're already about 15, 16 minutes in. And if you're still with us, thank you guys like for listening in. You know, sometimes I rant and rave. Sometimes I kick that knowledge. Sometimes I spit some experience. And today I think we're getting all of the above. You know, breaking in general is is growing whether we want it to or not. Like it's it's it, the train has left the station. It's all about who's on the train and who's jumping on at each stop. And and I think it's important. One cool thing I saw was some old school heads really showing up and kicking it with the younger guys and spitting knowledge. And then I saw some older generation B-boys that were like killing it when I was coming up. They were there showing up, ciphering, getting down. It was just dope festivities, man. So I will say shout outs to Freestyle Session for providing such a dope festivity. Um, My issue was that people are sitting there and it's just different now. There was no real ciphers, you know. Kids these days, they don't even know who's in their generation. They're not battling each other. They're not ciphering. You know, there was one cipher where kids were getting down the whole time and it was dope. And the problem is some of your favorite B-boys, including people from my team, they just leave and they don't seem too motivated to be a part of the festivities of the event. And this goes even for like Zeku and, and um Box One and, and Jeff Rowe, like like my team even so I said, like, you know, guys stick around, you know, but they were they were pretty upset, man. They were upset that they lost and I just totally understand. I've been there. But I wish they would have stayed. You know, I wish they would have stayed because there were so many people there that wish they would have stayed. You know, there were kids that asked me where my team was. You know, there were people that asked me, hey, is Zeku here? I wanted him to sign, you know, my shirt. And I was like, damn. You know, like, hey, is Box One here? Like, people were asking me, hey, Gravity, where's your team at? And, and I felt bad. I felt bad because these people travel not just to watch competitions, not just to battle, but to meet some of their favorite dancers and b-boys and see them in action outside of the competition. And some of us... Uh, high level breakers we're not doing that we're not ciphering we're not battling each other we're not doing any of that and fuck out of here if we think that we're better than that i'm sorry if y'all think that you're better than that fuck out of here for that one like none of us are this is our culture and we have a job to do not just sit there and fucking get paid for workshops, not just sit there and fucking get paid to judge, or not just sit there and fucking go to a competition, either win or lose, and then fucking bounce. Like, none of that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, it really just doesn't. And I don't want to hear, like, you're always ciphering. Meanwhile, you're warming up in the cipher. Like, fuck out of here with all that bullshit. Like, I see y'all warming up in the ciphers, and then I see y'all laying down watching the rest of the battles, waiting for your fucking name to be called. Like, yo, we can't have that, bro. We cannot have that, and it's it's sad, and it's something that can be easily fixed, you know, and it should be fixed, and everybody's ciphering in the beginning of the gym because everybody's warming up, you know, but nobody's really putting in work in the ciphers anymore, and I know this because towards the end of the fucking event, at 90% of the jam was laying down watching the battles on the big screen, like, god damn, what the fuck is happening to hip-hop, you know? in the breaking community it's it's whack but it's our fault it's the older guys's fault it's the it's the high level b-boys fault it's it's my fault 
you know, leaving after battles, showing these kids like, oh man, I, I lost and uh, I'm just going to go. You know, mom, can we leave? You know, like that's what they see. And I noticed this because I was with these two, uh, three young guys. One is Ramirez, he's my crewmate and my student. And the other two were Yanel and Dougie from Florida who have been killing the game. They're Zeku students out of, you know, Search Gym Miami and Future Force. And they they didn't want to leave. They wanted to stay. And and Zeku, who is their mentor, had left. And I felt bad. I was like, fuck. Like, they had to Uber 30 minutes back home. They were willing to stay no matter what, which I totally respect. But I decided to stay with them because in my head, I'm like, man, they're they're the younger guys, bro. And, like, I got to fucking stick around. And I got to be a part of this with them. Like, not just with them, but just the other younger guys that are there. So I ciphered the whole night with all these young guys. And we were just going at it in the ciphers and just going in. and 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 it was so dope. And I wish that other people would have stayed and I wish other people would have ciphered and I wish that it wasn't like that. But if that didn't happen, I wouldn't have been able to talk about it today, which is really important. It's so important for me to talk about this because nobody else will. Nobody else will say anything. And when I mention, you know, Zeku or Box, I can only speak for them because or speak in regards to them because it's my team and I keep it funky with everybody on my team, just like they would keep it funky with me. You know what I'm saying? And I totally get why they left. And I totally get why they, you know, where their head was at. And I know how hard they work. And I know how bad it feels to lose when you work so freaking hard. And it just, it does something to you emotionally. It does something to you, you know, mentally. And not in a bad way, but in a constructive way. And in a way where you just want to get focused again and go back and train harder. Like, I get that, you know. I just wish they would have stayed for freestyle session because our culture is so fucking incredible. And it's so amazing. And it's so much fun. And I love being around people I don't know but share the same passion. Like, it brings me back to, like, IBE days and where you just meet people in your generation who love this shit as much as you do. And I just really miss that feeling. And I know a lot of people don't get that feeling anymore because it's so competition-based. But I know that's just in the USA. Because I know overseas, man, it's so fire, bro. It's so fire. Like, Belgium and Yalta Summer Jam looks incredible and Outbreak. And so for 2020, I made it my business to make sure that I show up to Hip Hop Obsession Outbreak Europe, Yalta, like I'm going to all the jams in Europe this year, IBE, it's just been too long and I cannot wait to enjoy the festivities because hip hop is so fucking live right now within the breaking community, but there's these small things that that matter, you know, and for those of you out there that are just coming up in the game, just gaining some sponsorships and and, you know, really, you know, getting a, a chance at a really successful career and breaking. Don't lose the festivities of, like, the, the passion for the festivities. That's my advice. 
For those of you out there who really are just traveling, whether you're representing Red Bull, whether you're representing Monster Energy, whether you're representing Bang, whether you're representing Tiger Bomb, I don't give a shit what the fuck you're representing. If you're starting to get paid to be a dancer, to be a breaker, you know, to represent brands, please, guys, do not lose the fest, like the passion for the festivities. Stay the whole time. Enjoy. Rock out. Call people out. Make a name for yourself in a circle. Because at the end of the day, anybody can win a jam and feel like as if you're on top. Staying on top, that's a whole nother ball game. And that doesn't happen from winning a jam. That happens from gaining your respect in the cipher. People knowing you're a top dog. Not because you want, you want a fucking three-round breaking battle. But because you know people know, yo, B-boy A, B, and C, and B-girl A, B, and C. That, that person is nasty. They can go the distance. They be killing it in the ciphers, bro. They'll smoke anybody. You know, like... That's where you're like, that's when you become a top dog, top tier. Competitions that you, you don't really get a lot of love from me. Let's just say it's me versus, uh, I don't know, fucking Victor, right? And I beat Victor in the finals, but I had an easy bracket and Victor had the most heavy hitting motherfuckers on the planet. And then in the finals, he has nothing left. I have all my moves. Am I really a fucking champion? No, I'm sorry. You know, and that happens all too, all too much. You know, the brackets have different levels and people, you know, are on that day or off that day. You know, you don't get a lot of respect from me in ge- or just the scene in general just from winning jams. You get a lot of love and like, yo, that's a hell of respect because it's still not easy. But that longevity, you're a goat, like you're a beast, you're a monster. Man, that shit comes from the cypher. I've never, I, I'm not, like, I've never won BC1 or Silverback Open or Freestyle Session one-on-one, but I'm still respected on a high level because of those ciphers, because of those call-outs, because of those high-level fucking battles, you know? Like, it's a collective. And for anybody out there coming up right now who aspires to be a, a heavy hitter, well-respected breaker in the scene, you know, just know that it's a... It's an all-around thing, and and being a part of the festivities is a part of it as well. And so for those of you out there, man, who are listening and are still with us, I just wanted to kick that shit you need to learn, though. You know, like, it's so it's so important that you guys hear this, and it's so important that, you know, you remember and you, you, you live for that passion of the festivities as well as the passion for the competitions. It's a balance. It's a, it's a heavy balance, y'all. And I really hope you can find that balance because without it, the scene, the culture is lost. You know, it really, really is. And even for those people who only enjoy the festivities but not really the competition, you know, like it, it's vice versa, you know. It's really, really, really freaking important. So that's it for today's episode, y'all. I really hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. I really just wanted to share my opinion, my experience, and my knowledge just on not just freestyle session, but hip-hop culture, the subculture of breaking within hip-hop culture, 
in the festivities, even though Freestyle Session, you know, got a lot of negative feedback. There were some incredible things about it, but you would only know if you stayed to the end. Catch you on the next episode. Peace.